It's a man's world. We're still talking relationships, y'all. Let's talk about it. Hey y'all, I'm your girl Vicky J and we are back. We're continuing the relationship series. So today we are going to ask a single man and I have with me Steven. Say hey to the people, Steven. What's going on? What's going on, people? <laughs> All right. So we're going to get right into these questions as I so often like to do. All right. So how long have you been single? Um, I have been single now going on seven years. It'll be seven years in May. Um, and do you mean by single, single or like... Yeah, I wanted to say you a whole seven okay, years. so like, no relationship at yeah. All. yeah. Committed have, relationship. Yeah, I definitely haven't been in a committed relationship in seven years. Seven years? That's yes. almost a whole decade. Yes, it is, actually. It is. It oh, is. wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm, see, we need some love. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> I know it was seven years. Oh, all right. Yeah. So, are you enjoying your singleness? Um. So, to be completely honest, I didn't enjoy it at first. Okay. Um, I kind of hated it, especially as my friends started to get into serious relationships, started to get mm-hmm. married, started to have kids. Yeah. Uh, but I kind of enjoy it now. Okay. Um, you know, there are some times where, like, I wish I had a partner, mm-hmm. but I'm just not going to settle for any partner. So I am That's fair. very, yeah. very comfortable being single right now because if everything, you know, anything that happens, I am responsible for it. So I have to figure a way out and I'm cool with that. So, okay. I'm enjoying singleness right now. So what would you say is one pro to being single and what's one con to being single? Hmm. Um, pro and con. Well, I could start with a con first. Okay. Uh, if you've been in a long-term relationship and then you become single, uh, I would say one of the biggest cons is getting used to not having somebody. Mm, okay. Um, you know, for me... Me and my ex-girlfriend, we lived together before mm, we broke up. Mm-hmm. We're so going to get into that a little bit later. I had to readjust <laughs> to, you know, sleeping in the bed by myself. Right. Or, you know, I had to readjust from trying to make space for somebody to occupying all that other space. And sometimes mm. that's hard because, like I said, you get mm-hmm. used to it. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. It's, it's um, a new norm for real on all aspects. Yes, yes, yes. Of yes. it, yeah. It absolutely is. And a pro, I would say, is that you can come and go as you please. Uh, there's no checking in. There's what no you mean tele- checking in? I mean, okay, so... I don't mean checking in. I mean, what I do is... <laughs> It can get tedious, but I like to I like like to let someone know that okay, like I'm doing X Y Z. Okay, I feel you. And then what starts to happen is it starts to become expected. So if I have class that runs over late, or you know, if something I'm working on takes a bunch of my time, or mm-hmm. if I decide to be in the gym a little later, right? Uh, you know. I don't have to tell anybody doing what I'm doing, you know. And sometimes, because sometimes what seems to happen is that when I, you know, switch up the schedule a little bit, or mm-hmm. I do what I don't normally do, someone feels a young lady might feel some type of way and feel like 
I am doing other stuff, you know. Her uh, relationship, that's... her relationship PTSD is is tricky. Oh, okay. I was about to say that sounds like something else is going on. Yeah. I mean, you know, everybody knows I'm married, but yeah, it's I'm. But me and Trevor do get flat because we do the whole, you know, track of friends. Oh, trust me, I know. But <laughs> I'm not on my phone, like you know, say for instance, yeah. he's saying he's going to the gym, and it's been an hour. Yeah. Right, and I'm thinking, dang, he should be home. I'm not necessarily looking at the phone trying to track him where he is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't get in my feelings if yeah. it's been over an hour and he ain't home oh, yet okay. either. But so I think it's different. You know, that's trust and a whole. You know, but then there's a the safety concern too. Like yeah. if I'm expecting, if you're telling me I'm going to the gym and babe, I should be home by six thirty, you're not home at six thirty, then I might start worrying. Like dang, it's seven. Okay. Has been in an accident. Like okay. what's happened? Yeah. So you know. Okay. Mm, maybe it's situational. That I guess. Makes- that makes sense. It yeah, that that, sense. I guess that's where communication might come in. That makes sense. All right, so you've been single for seven years. Yep. In that time frame, though, may, you probably I'm assuming you've dated women. Maybe there were some potentials. So my question is, how in this world of social media do you really get to know somebody? Because people are meeting on social media. They're you know DMing and. We know that we put our best foot forward on social media. Let's just be real about that. So sometimes you might be getting that representative and that's, you know, I the expectation. It, <laughs> I think it's hard because um, first and foremost, people want, like you said, people want to give you their best foot forward mm-hmm. and their best face on social media. Right. Uh, and what tends to happen is I've come to, I've come to uh, understand and see with uh, some women that I've talked to is that they start to live their social media facade mm. and not be okay. their authentic selves. Oh, that's a word right so there. So <laughs> it's, 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 they're not authentic to who they are or their growth or becoming more of the person that they actually want to be. They're more committed to being who you see them as. Okay. So whatever that is, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That's what they want to sell you. That's what they want to show you. That's what they want to give you. And... The problem with that is that the longer you're with somebody, the more of their true self starts yeah, to come. Yeah, you can't. You know, yeah, you can't hide mm-hmm. that. You can't hide that for forever. Like you can't be your smiling Instagram pictures and all smiling time, Instagram right, posts all true. the time. Uh, and as that starts to come out, what makes it, what makes it hard, I would say, um, to connect authentically in social media is that. You know, you're trying to convince me that this is who you are when I'm starting to see that it's not. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like you have a cognitive dissonance in who you are. Okay. So then how can I spend the time getting to know you or trying to get to know you Mm -hmm. if you can't even unpack and say, this is who I am. Right. This is what I deal with. These These are the things that I struggle with, you know, especially at... My age, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, don't lie about the things that you struggle with. We're all insecure. Right. We all have insecurities. We all have things from our past. Baggage. We exactly. all got it. You we all I mean? got it. Like, yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Okay. Because flip that. Because okay. you're talking from like a man's point of view, you know. So what about for the woman and what you're putting out there on social media? Or is it not that deep because it, you're a man? Because we have this, uh, you know, this unspoken pressure that we need to look a certain way. You know, the face needs to be beat. We need to be a certain size. Hair needs to be a certain way. You know what I mean? I don't know that you don't. I feel like men don't have necessarily those pressures. I'm not a man, so I can't speak for a man. But from the man's point of view, 
is there, I mean, is there a pressure for you to kind of have this facade too, that you're putting that on social media and can you men run the risk of <laughs> the well, woman seeing these certain pictures on social media, all this Photoshopping, you looking like you got a six pack <laughs> and then so, y'all meet and it's like, whoa. <laughs> so I don't know, I don't know if it's so much Photoshopping, but I think it's the same thing that's always happened with men in that um, we have to stunt on a certain level in order to feel attracted to women. Mm, um, what, so deep, go deeper. What so we have to show stunt? off. So we have like, to show off. So I, you know, I've I've recently discovered that the dudes who rent cars to take girls out on dates. Pauls, they doing that. Yeah, they renting cars. They're renting. They're renting luxury cars to take women out on dates and act like it's their car. Mm-hmm. Wow, you better Absolutely. school me. I didn't know I mean, that. Yeah, because yeah, they have they have yeah, they have a bunch of those things. So like you can get it's almost like it's almost like Uber for it's like you know, it's like rental car services that you can get the luxury car for two, three days, or you know, you can get the zip car that's you can request. Why would a zip you do that though because to put on this facade and you know eventually if it's gonna be some kind of long But it's not Japanese. eventually because there's some dudes who are willing to go to that length because Again, they don't know themselves and they mm-hmm. haven't come to understand the things about themselves that are unique. You know what I mean? And it has it's all about the labels they wear, it's all about the fact that they, you know, they take their picture in the Yeezy Boosts that, you know, they have on two or three gold chains or that they're driving a BMW, like they know that's attractive and that's what women want. So they have to create that facade by any means wait, wait, necessary. Wait, wait, wait. That's what women want? Because I, well, uh, okay. I don't care about your BMW. What, how is your credit score? Because okay. well, that's, that's what I care about. Well, that's what, that's what they think women want. That's okay. what they think women want. Wow. And oftentimes, okay. the women that they're trying to attract place great value on those things. Sounds like you got a lot of people who are materialistic running around here. Absolutely. Trying to Absolutely. Date. That's what Absolutely. that sounds like. So... So I think there is a certain type of pressure on men who are trying to do it the right way. Right, okay. Because, you know, you're now competing with everybody who drives a Benz. Like, I'm going to be completely real with you. Like, there's sometimes where I look at my car and I'm like, yeah, I, like, I have financial goals. Mm-hmm. But I look at my car and say, yo, at some point, I need to upgrade <laughs> this. Because I have to be driving better than what I'm driving right now. But for who? And, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, that's the thing. Like, I want it for... I want it for myself, but I'd be lying if I said I don't notice that people notice. Right. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like, I'd be lying about that. So, that's unfortunate because um, I could be here today and gone tomorrow. But absolutely. And that's, the way, and that's the way when I start to think that way, that's what I try to think about. Like, you know what I mean? A car is a car is a car. Not all, all of them, all of them, no matter how they look, no matter what they do, are the same thing. Right. <laughs> they functionally have the same operation in mind. Right. You know what I mean? Um, it's just a matter of... Uh, it's just a matter of, you know, bells and whistles and what looks different. That's what, that's what only sets them apart. But mm-hmm. functionally, they're all the same. Uh, and that's what I try to remind myself. But, yeah, like, there's a lot of pressure on men. Like, you said six-pack. There's a lot of guys who are in the gym right now not knowing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Because it's not so much about their health. It's about, I need to look brolic so, you know, X, Y, Z will like me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so, there is, a, there is a certain level of pressure. I don't think it's as intense as it is for women. But it's there. Uh, but it's and definitely I don't think there. it's I don't think that's it's talked about there. a no, lot. It's you don't not. hear about and, it. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of men who are suffering from that because they don't know who they are. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then what makes it worse is that you point out, you know, what happens when they get in a relationship. Well, they get in a relationship and now 
They realize they have nothing to offer besides the things they were fronting about. So then you start a lie. Then you have to keep up with the lie. And then that becomes another problem because then she finds out you're a liar. Then she's like, Mm -hmm. well, I can't trust you. And then Mm -hmm. you know you can't trust somebody. that (laughs) There's no relationship. So that's a whole cycle. So fellas, just just be true to yourself is what I say. Like, come on. If she don't want to get in your hoopty, she ain't for you anyways. Listen. If she ain't trying to help upgrade you, forget her. Oh, my gosh. Let's clap that up. That's just how I feel about the situation. A lot of women women don't feel like they should have to help upgrade a man in any way, shape, or form. And I think that's part of the problem with why a lot more men are choosing to be single. Okay. Well, I mean, to each his own. I can't speak for every lady. You know what I'm saying? But when I met Trevor, we were both students. You know what I'm saying? So we had nowhere else but to go up together. You see what I'm saying? But, you know, to each his own. Everybody got their own walk. But mm, I'm not single. That's all I'm saying. I'm not single. Listen. All right. um, So I'm going to ask you a few questions. We're calling them deal breakers. Okay. Okay. You can say, yes, that's a deal breaker, or no, that's a deal breaker. And okay. we definitely want you to elaborate. Okay. <laughs> okay? Listen, I'm here for it. It's I'm just going to be a few. Just going to okay. be a few. So, if the female you're interested in mm-hmm. has children or a yeah. child, is that a deal breaker? No. It's not necessarily a deal breaker because for me, the problem with a... To me, the problem would be with a woman who has children is not so much our children, but the relationship she has with her parents... With her, her children's father. Okay. Um, that is more because I have some friends who are dating or married to women who have children by other men, mm-hmm. and that is the most interesting dynamic. Yeah, because it's a package deal. Yes, it's definitely a package deal. Absolutely. So, what about someone you're dating, someone interested, um, and they don't want children? It's an absolute deal breaker. Not doing it. I feel you on that. That's the, I, I, and I feel like people got to talk about that. You yeah. don't try to change their mind later. Yeah. If they're telling you up front they don't want no kids. Yes. And you want kids. Yeah. And no matter how fine he or she is, move on. If she, if she don't want kids, if she doesn't want kids, I don't care how fine she is and how much I've invested in the situation, I got to leave. You got to leave. Yeah. You're not on one accord. Like, yeah. What yeah, is yeah, there yeah. To me, what is there to talk about? Yeah. Like, it's a deal breaker. Absolutely. All right. So, what if she's had multiple partners? Um, all of us have multiple partners. So I'm talking about see... relations. Yeah, I don't see the problem. <laughs> all of us have had multiple partners. Well, in in society, I feel like it's okay. This yeah. is my perspective. It's okay for a man to have multiple partners going into a relationship or even a marriage. But when you talk about the woman going yeah. into the relationship or marriage and have had multiple partners, that's kind of frowned upon. Nah, I, okay, so... Ladies, um, I definitely believe in equality when it comes to this. I believe in equality <laughs> right, regularly. Okay. But I definitely believe in equality when it comes to this. Like, fellas, you cannot at all have had a bunch of dealings with other women and then feel some type of way when a woman has had the same dealings with other men. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. It's men out there. And, and yes. You know and, some. And, and listen, uh, <laughs> for me personally, for me personally... Because I know what I've done, I would much rather have somebody who has some experience and has moved past being a slave to searching for experiences, but they mm-hmm. have that experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? They're not searching for a new job, but they have experience on their resume. <laughs> that's, that's the type of energy I'm on. But, so, so, yeah, personally, I don't see it as a deal breaker. In okay. fact, it's something that, okay, like, it just, it just shows that you're like everybody else. So then, are you the type of man that would prefer not to marry someone who's, let's say, a virgin? 
Oh gosh, that sounds like too much work. I'll be completely honest with you. At, 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 at my big age, that sounds like too much work. That really does sound like too okay, much work. Okay, because I just was, I had this perception in my head. Maybe I was just, you know, wrong that. Like a lot of men want to marry virgin women. Yeah, I, I did used to think that when okay. I was younger. Okay. But I came to quickly find out that that was a lie. Okay. Like, you don't, like, yeah, that's not... Men say that, and they say that only because they're ego-driven. Like, they want to mm. feel like they're the first, they're the only, et cetera, et cetera. No, brother. Like, okay, you know. Especially if you... And, and that is unfair to somebody who actually is a virgin, I think. Especially from the male's perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, you're dipping in all these other women. Mm-hmm. And now you're coming to this woman who's a virgin, who's giving her all of you. And right. you're only giving her a piece of yourself. You mm. know what I mean? That's, and that's deep, yeah. That's especially because... Men never take the time to rebuild themselves after that. They just think that they're okay. Whereas, you know, in, in, in most situations of my female friends who I've talked to, like after they've been through a certain number of experiences, they step back mm-hmm. and they take the time to reconstruct themselves into the woman that they actually want to be. So they're able to then put away all the experiences they've had and take from it what's good and what's, you know, necessary for the next level, but they're able to move past that. Men don't necessarily move past that. We kind of just but you know carry what I call it? it with us and it's, suppress it. Yeah, it's 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 soul ties. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's soul ties. Absolutely. And you have to you have to purge absolutely, that. and not to get into absolutely. the religion and what the Bible says. But I think that's one of the reasons why yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. it, it's 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 heavily encouraged to wait until you're married because absolutely. you will come in with all th- and that's part of the baggage too absolutely. really and you don't some people don't even realize that's what it is absolutely most men do not want to admit that they have soul ties mm-hmm. but it's men, true i most, mean yeah so it becomes a thing where the way i see it is that it's kind of like it's kind of like a chess piece right okay and when you're with somebody when you move into a relationship with somebody you know what i mean some we're not all perfectly packaged things. Some right. of us have been weathered. Some of us have been used. Some of the mm-hmm. pieces are a little, you know, coming apart. But right. you have a whole box to put together. And if you are not taking the time to put in the work and understand like how your past connections and your past relationships and your past soul ties have affected you, then all you're doing is giving somebody a puzzle with missing pieces. That's true. But again, that's not widely talked it's about. Not. It's not. You know, and that's why it's important, I think, to surround yourself around like-minded people Absolutely. so you can be in a space where you can kind of explore that. Absolutely. You know, because if you doing this and then your friend doing that, everybody around you doing it, and that's Blindly the thing to blind. do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is never going to be any changes, and you wonder why... You yeah. know what I mean? Absolutely. Relationships aren't working. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so what about... A woman who's unemployed. Is that a deal breaker? Um, in this day and age, I would say kind of. Uh, and it also depends on, I would say, unemployed for how long and the circumstances behind it. So it's kind, okay. of, it's kind of a nuanced question. Okay. Um, if she just don't want to work because she just don't want to work or <laughs> yeah. she's been in school for the last... She's been working on the same degree for the last six years and it's not a, necessarily an advanced degree. Then I'm gonna have some questions. <laughs> I feel like you, know you judging because I mean? stuff happens. I know. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. That's life fine. Happens. It does happen. It absolutely does happen. It absolutely <laughs> does. I am not saying that life does not happen because life absolutely one hundred thousand percent happens. But I also kind of feel like in this day and age, it's almost impossible to have. It's almost impossible to have a situation where you know you want to um, 
create a family right, or you want right. to pay for things or you want to, you know, buy a car, buy a house, like invest money. Mm -hmm. Like you can't be in a one-sided, necessarily one-sided. I can completely understand if y'all are not making even money, mm -hmm. y'all are not making even money. But if y'all are not making the same amount of money, that's fine. Right. I'll figure it out. But if she's not working at all, that creates a level of stress. Yeah. That, you know, and it will be vice versa. Because if, you know, if a woman is sitting, if a woman is married and she got it, or she's dating a man who's unemployed and he doesn't at least have a plan for where it's going, she's not going to take him seriously. And I think that just because men have historically been breadwinners, it also takes a mental and then physical toll on us that we don't discuss often enough. So it's a nuanced question, but basically if she's working on moving herself forward and establishing herself and something else, then that's something I can get behind in that moment of unemployment and understand what it is. But if it's something where, you know, you're unemployed for the sake of it and you could be doing a little bit more, but you're not, I'm not with it. Like you don't want to work. Because, I mean, yeah. I think we're definitely in this season where people are doing the entrepreneurship. Yeah. You know, so you might run across a nice young lady who's in that season. And yeah. we all know that that's an investment really in yourself. Yes, and mm -hmm. so you're putting out a lot of money to start your business off. Absolutely. It ain't a lot coming in, mm -hmm. you know, so... Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. on paper, you you unemployed. You Absolutely. ain't getting no in. You ain't getting no coins. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Every, to me in life, a lot of things are situational. Yes. All right. What about someone who practiced a different religion than you? Is that a deal breaker? <sighs> when I was younger, it wasn't a deal breaker. As I've gotten older and I've gotten stronger in my faith and the things I believe, it is a deal breaker. All right. So, deep a little into that because you know, well, I don't know if the people know, but you know, I, Trevor... SDA, yes. I'm not SDA, both Christians. Yes. Okay, so is yes. it that type of situation or does she have to be SDA? It doesn't necessarily have to be SDA, but I would, I would hope that she has a respect for my beliefs. Okay. Um, and an understanding of my beliefs. And then going deeper into it as a marriage, I would like to think that the way I lead... You know, mm, in my beliefs, is not yeah. something that she feels counter to. Right. Um, because that's another thing. Like, you can actually be, you actually can both be Christians of different denominations. But the moment you start to feel that tug in your relationship and your marriage or whatever it is, mm -hmm. like, you got to dead that. And I just feel like as the head of the household, um, you should hopefully have enough faith in me that I won't lead you astray. Um, in an optimal world... I would hope that <laughs> she at least, even if she doesn't become like completely Adventist in name, um, and I'm like me, like, like yeah, I haven't necessarily. Yeah. But here's the thing: so you have people who are both Christian, different denominations, yes. right? Um, I'm gonna throw something out there: Baptist, Catholic, yeah, okay, but they don't even worship together, so they don't go to yes. the same church. So that yeah. would be problematic for yeah. you. So like, yeah, okay. like, I, so like, I've dated chicks. On, I've dated chicks who go to church on Sunday, and I've like. You know, on certain, I've, I've all, you know, they've been like, oh, would you pull up? And I'm like, absolutely. I would actually go to, I would absolutely go to church with you on Sunday. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, that doesn't, me going to church with you on Sunday does not change my fundamental beliefs. Right. But it's also a way of me, you know, showing my support for an understanding for you. And because even, like, let's say, even in a sense where one of us completely converts to the other person's point of view, mm -hmm. right? Um, that only happens by understanding and communicating with that person mm -hmm. and showing appreciation for what they have come to understand uh, in terms of their fundamental and religious and faith-based mm -hmm. beliefs. 
um, you can't just turn around and all of a sudden, regardless of what you think about your religious beliefs, push that on somebody and force them to believe that because they want to be with you. Like, that's, that's not how it works. It's a gradual, it should be a gradual thing when you come to understand it more right. and more for yourself. And then y'all are able to bridge that gap together. But see that for some people that can be very time consuming. So for for Trevor and I, that was kind of the forefront. Yeah, that's on some fault of his own. Yeah. It wasn't a bad thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, he had little fears there, or whatever. Yeah. So it forced us to talk about it before we actually was like an official couple. So that's when, when is that important to kind of bring that into play? Because if you've been dating someone, y'all been going to, well, you know, movies, dinner, whatever, six months and boom. Somewhere before <laughs> she meets my strict, my strict Jamaican mother, my strict Jamaican Adventist mother, somewhere before that, we need to have the conversation. Because oh, you know, because yeah, my, my mother, because my mother has, my mother has. I remember my ex girlfriend. My ex girlfriend was born and raised Adventist, and my ex girlfriend used to wear jewelry, and or she still wears jewelry. And when she came around, my mother, like my mother, was just like she had to sit her down. She wanted to talk to her, like all this stuff about jewelry. And I'm like, Ma, like you know, I do get that there's a tenant of a tenant of what we believe, but I also believe that that too much emphasis, negative emphasis, has been placed on that. Oh, you know what I mean? Jewelry is just jewelry. It's well, just metal. Well, think about me when she met me because I know I have my Oh, no. She's, but she, but she, so, so, so the funny thing is my mother can love people like that. But when they are in a relationship with me, it takes on a total oh, it's different. different. It's different. You know, she sees it I wasn't trying different. to marry you. Exactly. So that was, it was exactly. okay. So she, was there, you were there with Trevor and she loves Trevor. So you know what I mean? She loves you. That works. But when it comes to me, she's like, huh. You know what I mean? And I've had to explain it to her. You know, like, I, I personally, my personal belief, even as an Adventist, is that too much, too much emphasis is being placed on jewelry as a negative thing. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. just, it's, yes, I do, yes, it talks about outward adornment of yourself, but outward adornment can mean anything. Like, you don't have to wear Gucci pumps to church, but I know plenty of Adventist women who wear Gucci pumps <laughs> okay, to church. Okay, Gucci, I you can't know what I'm saying? Them, go ahead, Gucci. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's, okay. and that's, to me, that's, 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 that's you visually showing how much you're worth on your feet. Right. And you're absorbed in that even though you're not wearing jewelry. So what is the difference? Mm. It's something else that you've adorned yourself with and that you've, you've placed emphasis on putting that on yourself to stand out from different people. And, you know, again, these are all things that are all functional. There's no difference between the different pumps except the names on it. I mean, I don't know. I'm, right. I'm, I'm no, mad, but I feel so you. Be, but for, yeah. for me, I think, especially when it comes to religion, your faith walk, it's all conditions of your heart at yes. the end of the day. Absolutely. That's what it really will all ball down Absolutely. to. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And I'd much rather have somebody who is, um, she loves, she, this is just for me personally, not to get too deep into it religiously, but she loves Christ. She loves people. Mm-hmm. She's thoughtful. She's understanding. She's caring. Um, she's attentive. And... She has a beautiful spirit about her. Right. Like there's something. There's 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 nothing that can be. Rep- there's nothing that can replace a woman with a beautiful spirit about her. Right. Like you can see it and feel it on her before you actually get mm-hmm. to know her, mm-hmm. and then it just gets better. Right. You know what I mean? And those are things. Those are things you can't necessarily put a price on. No, it's priceless. Yeah. We call it letting your light shine. Absolutely. That's what I like to call it. Letting your light shine. Absolutely. Okay, so we're going to move on because I want to get to some of these questions. Okay, what the women wanted to know. Okay. Okay. (laughs) That's a lot of them. (laughs) 
Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. Here we go. Can men uh-huh. commit and we to a celibate relationship? Woo! Um, you might have to speak in first person for this. You might can't talk for all the men. You might have to say what speak you speak for myself. Yeah, you might have to speak for yourself because I don't know. Okay, so I will say if you were talking to me four or five years ago, I would say no. But uh, I have I've learned not to place as greater emphasis on sex as I used to. Okay. Um. It used to be like a major, major deal breaker. Like I could not do. Really? I would, no. So here's, I'm snitch on myself, but that's fine. I would, I would always, in the past when talking to women, uh, portray myself as celibate, even though I'd probably been celibate for like three or four months. Oh um, wow! So you out here lying? And then yes, <laughs> running a small bit of game. Uh, and then so if she was celibate, so then we'd have that celibacy. To build on, and then I would say, like you know what I mean, like if we do this, I would like to take that step together. And you know, saying stuff like that for whatever reason is even more attractive. So you know, it worked out in my favor a few times. Uh, but as I because <laughs> you're building some kind of that they think you're building some kind of trust with them. That's yes. what that is. Uh, listen, I'm not proud of it, but I've done it. As I've gotten older, it doesn't mean as much because again, I realize that sex is not. Sex is not good because of the act itself. It's good because of the person. Mm, It's good because of the connection that you built with that person. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I found myself... So, what I found myself happening myself a lot was that, you know, I'd have sex with different women, but it would be more so that I would be thinking about, like, my ex or another woman that I had dealt with consistently. Soul ties. Yeah. So, we had (laughs) built a bond and we had been through some things together. So the sex felt better. And ultimately, in a perfect, not to be too religious, but ultimately in a perfect setup, that's what God intended for us to do. Right. He intended for us to have, you know, conflict in our relationship, strife in our relationship. And then sex is almost something that brings that back together. That's like why when you, that's why people who break up. That's why he, that's not to be fruitful and multiply. Exactly. That's why, exactly. (laughs) But that's why, that's why, that's why, but that's why it's like people who. People who have set people who fight and they have sex and they forget what they argued about or they forgot what what led to the conflict. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. it, it it's it's the ultimate clouder of judgment. Uh, and, and like I said, I've gotten older. I've put less emphasis on it because it's not so much about the sex, but it's about the woman. And but if you go it from a religious point of view, anyways, we shouldn't be doing it anyways. Absolutely. If you're not, absolutely. I mean, if you're not married, if you gonna find that woman who wants some of those qualities, her 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 spirit absolutely. just radiates. So at, she's so, probably on that vibe anyway. So, so. At this, so at this age, at this age, trying my hardest to stay celibate. Uh, Jesus can help until you. He until can help. I walk down that aisle <laughs> with. The woman who I, pl- I will spend the rest of my life with. You um, can do it, Stephen. You, you yeah, can do it. Yeah. So let's. He's able. On Jesus the sex. is able to help. Yes. 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 Okay. <laughs> okay. So, why do men think they have to live with the woman as you've lived with the woman, right, to determine if the relationship will work out? So foolishly, when I did it, <clears throat> I thought I had to do it because I had to get a preview of what it would be like. Milking the cow before you buy it. Not necessarily. Yes. Not necessarily. Okay. But it was. It <laughs> you was, said a preview. It was more so, you know, like can we can we live in a confined space together? Can we, 
you know, do we share some of like even the simple things like viewing habits or like you're pretending like you're married, yes, you're acting yes, like you're basically. married and you're, you're not, but like you want to not have that full commitment, yes. so you can be like, I can so, go if this ain't working. So like work. I was saying, so like I was, but see, so like for me, when I did that with my ex, I thought that we was automatically going to get married. Okay, so that's why I did it. So I just figured it would be continued. This was the rest of my life or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten older. Listen. I don't want to live with a woman until after we're married. I don't yeah, want her in my house. I feel you. I don't want her in my space. Yeah. You have weekends and maybe holiday weekends. But it cannot be nothing more than five days of you continuously in my face. I will get annoyed. Jesus, I will. Get, I will leave my own house to get away from you. That's what I'll be like. And so, so <laughs> I just... That just dawned on me what you said. I will leave my own house. And run errands so I can get away from you. Because it's, it, it's, it's one of those things where having lived it, I would never, ever recommend it for anybody. Man, woman, it is not a good look. You do not want that. And also what it does is it kind of creates an expectation. So now when it yeah. actually happens, again, you're carrying all this relationship baggage that you now unpack into a brand new situation. Mm-hmm. And you immediately think that, oh, the lamp should go here or XYZ should go here. And it's not like that. You're supposed to move into a... I, I, I use the analogy of a house. A relationship is like a house. When y'all move in and y'all commit to each other, mm-hmm. you move into a house with nothing in there. Mm-hmm. And you guys have to put new things in there. Anything that you saved from other relationships needs to be kept in storage. Or better yet, trashed. I'm going to say, why are we storing stuff? I'm better yet, trashed. Because yeah. well, some things in storage because you may need to understand the lesson of what you've been through. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You but mean like cannot... a mental storage? Yes. You know? Okay, yeah, I thought yeah. we were talking about oh, physical no, no, stuff no, like the no, couch. No, 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 no. Okay. But like you know, you might need to keep you might need to keep some of that so you can go back to his reference point. Yeah. Where do I do better? But yeah, that's why it that. stays in storage because it stays outside of your relationship. No, yeah. It's not something that's supposed to be in the middle. Of your relationship, yeah, like a else. lesson learned, just yes. to make you better, yes. a better person. Absolutely. Okay, Absolutely. I feel you. So, why do guys enter into committed relationships and act single behind the scenes? I never understood that. Um, I will say that I am very so. Again, I'm snitching on myself, <clears throat> but you know, every so often when I go out, I do have the tendency to test if I still got it. Um, but I'm single. <laughs> So I can test if I still got it. Uh, I've also tested it while I've been in relationships too. Oh my gosh, Steven. So, no, it's, it, has, it, it has nothing to do. It has nothing to do with actually acting on it. But you know, I just—that's an ego. You're stroking your ego. Yes, it reminds absolutely. me of that Martin episode absolutely. when they were married, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he absolutely. takes the ring off. And Absolutely. Then he, that's a hot mess. Absolutely. Absolutely. Why do you need to know if you still got it? If you want a committed relationship, you better uh, have it with her. Because sometimes, because sometimes, and ladies, don't crucify me for this, <gasps> but sometimes some women have a hard time reminding a man that he's still the man. I got you. The Afro, I, okay, I felt like you was going to go that way. So that, so that plays into knowing your man and knowing what his love language is, yes. too. Yes. So, you know, that is, that, that's yes. important. I definitely yes. recommend any couple, serious relationship, definitely going into marriage to read the five love languages. Because you need to know your partner's Absolutely. love language. Absolutely. You need to. Ladies, men are simple. You just need to stroke our ego every now and again even if y'all simple if he's yes if he's if even if, <laughs> if we are absolutely simple y'all yeah. can be complicated y'all simple. can be very complicated i think we're very that. simple i think we're very very simple okay well 
We're going to agree to disagree. Okay. So <laughs> why do men feel like they need to date? And it's kind of closer to the first question. Why do men feel like they need to date a woman for 10 years before they're ready for marriage? Hmm. So <laughs> in my 20s, when I was nine, so me and my ex-girlfriend started dating when we were 19. Right? Okay. And we dated for five years, so until we was 24. Okay. Right? Um, at that time, I thought five years was fine because we had grown through so much. Apparently, what I did not know was for the last two of those years, she had felt like we were in a holding pattern, mm. wondering what was going to happen because we had not advanced in our relationship. But she didn't express that to you, did Yeah, either, no, did she, she didn't. So, okay. you know, communication problems, is t- communication obviously was terrible. But... At that point, what I thought I thought it was necessary because, you know, we dated when we was in college, when we didn't have no money, then, you know, job situation was bad when we first got out. So it took a while for me especially to establish myself. Mm-hmm. Um, at this age, I don't, I think that, I think if you are dealing with a man for 10 years and you have not moved to a certain point, then he's led you on for nine. Right, that's true. Well, it don't even got to be 10 years. I mean... Trevor and I, essentially, we were almost like talking, if you will, quotations in the air for like six months. But it was like we were kind of like still like monogamous, if you will. And then made it official, right? We dated for three years. And literally, I had told myself, if this man by next month don't ask me to marry him, I'm chucking the deuces because this is ridiculous i just feel in my heart god gives man the innate ability to know when he's with the woman i just feel like after and i don't want to put a time frame every man is different okay but uh-huh. i feel like y'all have that ability to know this woman is married material oh we know from the jump. i can see it. okay so you just we, confirm we know that from, for we me we know from the jump so and i understand there's other factors money whatever have you but he had about a month left before <laughs> I was chucking the deuces because I'm like, this is ridiculous. We've been together for oh, three years and you don't know by name. Like, come on now. So I, I had always said to myself, this is for me. Every woman is different. Yeah. I'm not going to be that five, six, seven year, year Ooh, girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, that's not for me. And by yeah. the time me and Trevor got together, I was already in my late 20s. Yeah. And, you know, God's timing is everything. But for me, that's not what I wanted for me. Yes. You know I what mean. I'm saying? So you're not going to be wasting. Because when we got married, I was 29. You know, you're not going to be wasting my time if I could be starting a relationship with somebody else who wants to marry me. I hear you. Like, I have a friend who um, I love dearly because he was there for me after me and my ex broke up and I needed a place to live and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. When I moved into his house, he had been dating his girlfriend for three months. Okay. Right? December. So they had been dating since September. They had been dating for three months. Okay. And when we talked about it, he said he knew... He said... You know, he had prayed on it, and he knew within a month that that was supposed to be his wife. Mm. And he told her. Okay. So they went from talking in three months mm-hmm. to dating for two months to engaged in February and then married in September. So I, I think I, I think as you get older, especially especially fellas, if you're taking the time to work on yourself and understand the things that you want and kind of understand, and again, getting spiritual, but understanding the way that you are supposed to move uh, as a man, as a man who is uh, understanding what God wants from him, mm-hmm. don't take that long. 
<laughs> I'll just be completely honest. Don't take that long. If you find yourself taking five, six, seven years, then that unsurety is an answer in itself. That, yeah, that's a word. That's deep. That's deep. So then that kind of goes into the next question then, okay. which we've kind of already, you've kind of already addressed. Why do men <laughs> refuse to address their emotional issues prior to entering new relationships? It's hard. Um, it's one of the biggest things for me. When I broke up with my ex-girlfriend, and again, this is seven years ago. Okay. But I talk about it like it was yesterday because I learned so much from it. Like, one of the biggest things for me was I had a friend who sent me a meme that said, it's okay to say that she hurt you. Mm. Yeah. And I, up until that point, I had never said that out loud. Like, I had insinuated it in a bunch of different ways. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but I had never said, yo, bro, she hurt me. Do you think it's a cultural thing? Like yeah, men are, are supposed to be tough. They're not absolutely. supposed to cry. Absolutely. They're supposed to be these providers, the absolutely. head of the household. So it puts a lot of pressure and they're not absolutely. able to, ex- they're not allowed to express their emotions or as accepted as a female. Yes. I think, and I think, I think the, the constructs are not there for, um, healthy emotional health for men. Mm, mm-hmm. So like when a breakup happens. And a guy goes out with his friends. I'm lucky because my, most of my friends uh, took the time to hear what I was saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them gave very good advice. Some of them gave me, you know, the standard boilerplate advice. But all of them took the time to understand how it was affecting me. Okay. And respond to me on my level. Most of the times what happens with guys is that you go out with your friends. They try to get you as drunk as possible. And then they tell you the best way to get over a... To get over an old person is to get under a new one. Mm, and mm, mm. what that does is that now creates a cycle where you've been dealt with trauma, but it's like it's like getting a cut. Like, if you pick at that scab before it's healed, instead of the skin becoming smooth, it actually becomes a scar. Right. And that scar, then on top of that, if you pick the scab and you pick at the skin then the scar can become even worse. Right. And I think that's what happened with a lot of men. Mm-hmm. A lot of men never take the time to actually heal. Mm-hmm. A lot of men never take the time to understand what's going on and take some time to themselves. Right. Like, it's super huge to take time as a man to yourself if you've been through something. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, we, don't, we don't take that time to discover things. And, and I will say that's changing, which I'm very... It makes me very happy to see. Okay. Uh, but not a lot of men have learned to take that time to be like, okay, well, let me get back into myself. What do I like? Exactly. What, do I, what don't I like? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What did I learn from that last relationship? What in that situation did I do good? What did I do wrong? What can I do better? You right. You know what I mean? Right. Give yourself some goals that you would like to set and see yourself in the next six months. And oftentimes what happens is, we do those things because we want her to see, or mm, you know, so the motive behind yeah, it so whatever, right. yeah, yeah, you know what I mean, and that will only run out. That will run out at a certain point, right. especially, especially you know, no matter how it ends. But the first time you see her with somebody else, that's when it kind of hits you that she's not as focused on you as you would like her to be. Like she's doing her own thing, and I think that. Society has created a situation where women are better than that because a woman's girlfriends rally around her when she mm-hmm. when she has a breakup. <laughs> yeah, like you know, yeah. if they need to come spend the night, 
if they girls need to come trip. cook, girls trip, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like they're here for it. Men don't rally around their friends the way that they do. And that's also why the, you know, the rates of suicide in men are much more successful than women. Mm. Even though women attempt mm-hmm. it more often because, mm-hmm. you know, we we often get left alone on an island mm. and left to deal with that by ourselves. Yeah. And there's a lot of men who sometimes can't deal. And right. For those who can deal, what just ends up happening is they have all this baggage. And when a woman tries to love them right, then all this stuff comes out. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is rooted in their perception of themselves and not feeling good enough to deserve, ultimately, a good woman. Are you an advocate for counseling? Absolutely. Even, even though it was just a breakup, like you might need to go to counseling just Absolutely. to explore those feelings and be in a space where you feel Absolutely. safe to explore those feelings. Absolutely. Yeah, because if you don't, it's going to be detrimental. I think, I think therapy after breaking up with my ex saved my life. Oh, really? So yes. you did do therapy? Okay. I did do therapy. Okay. And I think it saved my life. Yeah, I'm, I'm an advocate for therapy, especially in the black community. Yeah. We don't, you know, yeah. <laughs> your mama going to be like, oh, there'll be another one. Yeah. Somebody else going to be like, just pray about it. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. They weren't meant for you. And yeah. then again, you're just kind of sweeping those emotions yes. under the rug. You're not dealing with it. You're not dealing with it. And yeah. you got to deal with it. You got to call things out. Absolutely. Okay? Absolutely. So <laughs> the next question was, why do men feel like it's okay to treat their lady like a 24-7 therapist? Why? Um, it kind of goes back to the answer before. Like we're we're exposed to a level of emotionality that we are not usually familiar with. Okay. So now it's comfortable to talk about how I feel, and now it's comfortable, you know, for me to vent to. I don't. I, most men can't vent to their boys. You know what I'm mm. saying? Um, I didn't know that. I thought y'all had y'all little group chat. Oh, we just no. My friends, we can. <laughs> okay, your friends different. My friends, we can, but most men don't have a group of men they can vent to about anything. Oh, see, that's you know good to know. So they may have one friend, but sometimes, like with my circle of friends, you know, we can somebody can drop a topic in the group chat, and we'll be talking about it for two days. Two days. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> we'll completely unpack as much right. of it as we absolutely can to get to. Our understand our, our combined understanding of the situation. Okay, you know what I'm saying that's uh, so healthy, though. Yes, but I think that's important for women to know. He might yes. not have anyone that he can yes. pour out to, and then a lot of I'm not gonna say a lot of men, but again, just going back to the counseling, yeah. you might not feel comfortable or vulnerable enough to go absolutely. to a counselor. But you, my woman, like you Abs- know, we got this yeah, level of feel, intimacy, absolutely, and we feel like it's funny because it feels like if you're in a relationship with a woman and you've had sex with her, then it's like you, it's only after that point where you feel like you can become your naked self with her as a mm, man. Okay. And you can bear your soul and tell her everything mm-hmm. and, you know, even the ugly things. Right. And if you're in that space of a relationship, you know, all that stuff makes you feel safe as okay. a man. And being, and ladies, a man feeling safe with you is highly underrated because it's not something we're going to talk about. It's not something we're going to tell you, mm. but you will see what it is when a man feels safe with you. He's he's if a man is safe if a man feels safe with you, you know his authentic self. Okay. That kind of goes into actually this next question. So which is truly more important than physical attraction or an emotional bond? Or is one more important than the other? Sixty forty emotional physical. Okay. Listen, you okay. can't you cannot you I would say <laughs> yeah, sixty forty because, listen, 
you know, everybody needs a certain level of physical attraction. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. Would that, would physical attraction be a deal breaker for you? Yes, because then if physical attraction is not there, we're not even going to get to know each other. I mean, but looks don't last always. I mean, that's what that's fine. <laughs> Absolutely fine. But, but there can be no price. There's no the price. The price of that initial physical attraction when I see you, I'm like, damn. Like, I want to get to know her. Like, that is highly, highly underrated. So I'll say this: there's there's some situations, right, where. If you if, if if a man is in a circle, right, mm-hmm. that has female friends, like let's let's say for us, mm-hmm. like you know, there's the wives, and then there's the, <laughs> there's, the, there's, the there's the wives, and then there's the fellas' friends, right? Okay. Yeah. Let's just say one of the wives mm-hmm. say, "Oh, I have a friend you can date, right? She looks ex, well, she's she's gorgeous, right? If the male friends don't vet that, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen at all because. Because they know what that's like. You know what I'm saying? When you see her. That's the thing that kind of keeps relationships going. That feeling that you felt when you saw her for the first time. You're like, damn. Like, I really I really want to do what it takes to get to know her. Stephen, I'm not going to say that keeps the relationship going. You ain't going to have them butterflies every single day. You don't. You don't. I'm saying as a man. As a man, the times when you have those struggles... And sometimes when your mind plays back and you go back to the first time you met or the first time you kissed or the first time, whatever significant first that you Mm -hmm. had in your life, those things the man helps to refocus you and say, you know what? Yeah, yeah. She still is the same woman that I chased all those years ago across campus to go actually get her name and her number. Wow. Wow. Well, Okay. Yeah. Got, this is a two-part for me question for you. So what if you were working with someone, right? And you don't find her physically attractive, mm-hmm. but then you get to know her, right? Because there, I feel like there can be situations where you might not, your first impression is not like, ooh, ooh, she looks good. Yeah. But y'all are talking, y'all are vibing, you have some of the same morals, some of these, you know, same goals, feel like you're going the same direction. And then that person becomes very interested interesting to you on that level so on that emotional level but the physical attraction isn't there what do you do with that um that's is that friend zone no <laughs> i mean sometimes yeah but i think most often than not as a man you go for it because okay. you know i've heard a lot of women critical about the man the the woman a man is married to and i'm like yeah she might not be a 10 she mm. might be a 6.5 mm. but he probably he probably saw something in her and learn something okay. about her that was like, she, she's a 10 in my eyes. Okay. Yeah. So then, talking about the chase, one of the questions was, true or false, do men like the challenge? Um, or if a woman isn't challenging enough, she's kind of out of the game. So if you ain't got to chase her, you ain't checking for her. It depends on who the woman is. Okay. Um, but yeah, most often times... We're hunters. So if we if we don't got to hunt for you, then it's not going to work. Okay. So what about that whole uh, meeting for the first time? Do men prefer women coming up to them? Like, do they like that or do they prefer to be the one to approach? You know, sometimes I, I, I do prefer to approach, but every so often when a woman approaches me, that, 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 that I like that. I like that. Yeah, I like that energy. 
I like that. I like that intentionality where she's like, listen. Like I seen something on Twitter where this one woman, this one guy was at homecoming, and he said this woman walked up to him and said, you know, you're gonna be my husband. Mm. Okay, girl. And he he. The reason why it took him by surprise is because he was feeling her, but he just was like, he's like, I'm going to get around to it later. Mm, okay. You know what I'm saying? And she beat him to it. Now they're married. They got two kids. Okay. One, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, ladies, don't be afraid to shoot your shot. Don't be afraid to shoot your shot because, you know, we like that. Like men, one of, right or wrong, one of the things men respond to is aggression, right? And that type of aggression from a female is Y'all like really that. sexy. Oh, yeah. okay. I would have never. Okay. Yeah. All right. So talking about dating, right? Okay. Why is it that a man will ask a woman to go out on a date, but then y'all want us to choose where we going to eat? I'm not the type of guy, so you're asking the wrong man. That's the wrong one? Okay. I, I, my dates are planned down to a T. Oh, okay, then. They need to come check for you then. I have, <laughs> I have it scheduled. I started to get into I'm giving away my secrets. I'm going to stop doing that. I've actually started getting into calendar invites. Okay. Oh, snap. So there's, oh, that's there's, a whole different level. There's, there's, there's websites. There's all sorts of things. And you can check your menu. You know what I mean? You can Why are we checking the menu to see what we eat it or to see how much yeah. it costs? Are you paying? Duh. So okay, I'm going to take know. you out and not pay. Okay. So that whole yeah. Dutch... Because we know that's a whole situation. I went. I, only time I only time I'll ever go Dutch is if I'm if I'm in a committed relationship with somebody. Okay, that's I feel it. you on that. I feel that's you it. on that. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, what about the actual question? Do men really want a life partner? Yes. Especially if your boys are the type of boys who have girlfriends, wives. Okay. All that type of stuff, like. It's something where you start to realize that even though you love your boys, like, I don't want to be around my friends all the time. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, 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 it's only but so much that you can have. But do you feel like men um, kind of mature a little later than women? Because you hear people say that a lot. So, for instance, a woman might feel like, I am ready for marriage at, you know, 25. Whereas another man might be like, I'm not even checking for a wife or kids until I'm almost 40. Well, I think part of it has to do with the way society sees things. Okay. So, when a man thinks about marriage, he's not thinking strictly from an emotional, how much I care about you. He's thinking about, I have to provide for you. Okay. I have to have a place to, you know, I mean, I have to have a place for you to live. Mm-hmm. I have to have a job that's making enough money to provide for you and okay. not just provide for your needs, but provide for your wants. Mm-hmm. And then having children is, last time I heard, it's at least a couple hundred thousand dollars in investment. So, like, you have to, even if you're not thinking about it from that long term 20 year thing, like, mm-hmm. you still have to think about. Okay, well, I need to have this in order. I need to have that in order. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, right now, I wouldn't be happy proposing to a woman living in an apartment. Why? I feel like I need a house. Why? I just do. What if if you find a woman that wants y'all to go pick out the house together? Well, then I Because cabinet colors and closet size is like a big thing. Well, then I can sell my house, but I, I don't feel comfortable. Really? Bringing a woman home to an apartment. Okay. Yeah. Y'all can get y'all own apartment together, little townhouse. I'm just saying. I mean, when me when Trevor and I got married, he essentially moved in with me. Yeah. So you know, but everybody got their own little story or whatever, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
and I will say, my boy Trevor is a is a different type of man. They don't build a lot of people like him. I, I'm I'm gonna agree with that. Yeah. I'm agree with that. <laughs> so, do you think that women can be too independent? Absolutely. <laughs> now listen to a Destiny's Child. <laughs> Well, do you think that men can be too needy? I think men can be too needy because we don't realize we're needy. It's like sometimes when a woman comes into your life, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you don't realize how you lived a life without her. Especially when she shows you things. Mm -hmm. She's taking you places. You've done things together. It's like, yo... So then it's like you just want to be up under her sometimes, like oh, you know what I mean. Just she like might be like I need my space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I always say, tell Trevor, like yeah. for me, I, see that's communication though. Like, and I feel like when you are with somebody and y'all vibing and you have that communication level, like he'll know. Yeah. <laughs> he can get the sense. He'll yeah. be like, "Yo, you just you, you need to be by yourself." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so I feel Absolutely. like that's kind of communication. Absolutely, communication. It should be no reason why I can't say to my man. I need a little space. Yeah. You know, absolutely. maybe it's that time of the month or I had a rough day at work. Absolutely. Okay. And just like a fellow will need it. Right. Exactly. So keeping that open communication, then you won't feel like he's being so needy because, you know. Yes. Absolutely. Because everybody got their bubbles. Even though you're in a relationship, you still want to be on a little bubble. On a little absolutely. bubble. Okay. Absolutely. Well, we're going to conclude on that note. Thank you, Mr. Steven, for coming on. Absolutely. No problem. Would you tell the people where they can find you? Because I know you got your own podcast. Okay. Um, you can find me on Instagram. I will not give y'all my Twitter handle because it's a completely different space. Um, <laughs> but... My Instagram is the original Buffalo Soldier One at, uh, on Instagram. Uh, I spell soldier wrong on purpose. Uh, should I spell it out? Yes. T H E B U F F A L O S O I L D E R One. I didn't spell sold, soldier the right way. Um, but yes, that's me on Instagram. You can also follow my podcast. I am one third of the Last Nice Guys. That is T H E. L-A-S-T-N-I-C-E-G-U-Y-S. The Last Nice Guys podcast. We are on all streaming platforms. Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud. We are on Instagram and Twitter. So if you hear this and you want to like to take a listen to more single guys' opinions. (laughs) We do have a married guy on there. So, you know, it's not completely reckless. But, you know, uh, it can get reckless. But, you know, hey, if you want to hear single guys' opinions on... Love, you know, money, all sorts of other stuff. Right now, we're doing primarily. Right now, we've done primarily relationships, but we're branching out into other stuff: mental health, love, money, finances, entrepreneurship, all that stuff. So, you know, take a listen. Let us know what you think. Yes, go Um, support. Go support. Thank you. Thank you so much, Stephen, for coming on. Uh, Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. I like talking about this. Yes. All right, y'all. We gonna close it from here. Thanks for tuning in. You know, I'm your girl, Vicky J. Don't forget to tell your mama, your daddy, your brother, your sister, your cousin, your friend, and your frenemies to tune in. I like that, frenemies. (laughs) And we'll talk to y'all next time. Bye, y'all.